0: FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co hosts,
1: Father Rob Gallia
0: and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Sunday Mass readings, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers Father Rob Gallia Homilies.
2: Hello, hello! Welcome hello. to episode tres.
1: tres. Three. <laughs> Un, dos, tres.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, Ricky Martin. Powering Malen. through, oh, starting oh, on a cool. good note today. Yes. One, two, tres. <laughs> Un <laughs> dos, dos, <laughs> de velate, <laughs> Maria.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Catholic Influencers <laughs>
0: podcast. <laughs> Backspace. <laughs> we're
1: recording in the morning for a change, so I think our mm-hmm. energy might quirky. be a little bit different.
0: <laughs> we're buzzing. <laughs> we just <laughs> had a cup of coffee in our new uh,
1: Catholic
0: no. Influencers mug. Yes. I and will
2: say making a coffee for three other people is the most stressful experience <laughs> of my life. <laughs> you if did it's a great just job. me, it's like, yeah. <laughs> but how was it, guys? It was, was good. It was really good coffee. It's just working.
1: P- It's a, a pity I, I finished mine before the <laughs> podcast even started, but <laughs> oh. Anything exciting for anyone? Let's talk about some embarrassing moments. Oh, you know, I was thinking about this. Uh, just th- th- I I don't know about you, but I'm as I sort of I'm over 25 now. And the older, I am over 25, Mm -hmm. but the older I get, the less, I don't know about you, but the less embarrassed I get, you know, even, it's really hard to think of embarrassing moments, recent embarrassing moments for me, because it could be, I think, one of a few things. One is that I don't get embarrassed, two, that I don't even realize (laughs) that I'm doing embarrassing things, or three, I just... I'm so good that I just don't embarrass yeah. myself and I, I don't <laughs> think it's number three.
2: <laughs> I am going to be on a mission to be there in your most embarrassing moment <laughs> after you said I that. I feel like
0: I have all these moments flooding to my head right Tell now. You okay. so, okay, Share so three, with me uh, really quick. I think I was 11 years old. I did dancing competitions and we did a final pose. And if anyone's watching on a chair and we had our arm out straight and then the crowd started clapping and I thought, oh, <laughs> let's just start... clapping and the dance teachers on the side like screaming at me get back into the pose and then I was like clap clap back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with a big smile and I've never forgotten it all these years later. Another time I emceed a wedding and I was wearing very, very high heels. Oh, gosh. And I tripped in the middle of the dance floor and yeah. just fell.
1: <laughs> I fell off a stage once. And uh. then
0: had to get up again and just pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. But out. you
1: see, you stay from the mode? Like, I was in LA at Congress once and I had moved between one stage to another. There were two big blocks and I all of a sudden I just disappeared. Because <laughs> I, f- I literally fell off the stage. But I continued singing, I continued talking, but nobody even noticed.
0: If That's right, if you don't make a big deal out of it, no one cares. But it was an
1: embarrassing moment, but I wasn't embarrassed. Yeah. You know, I don't know.
0: I've got to give you the third one, sorry, no, just because it happened last week. Um, <laughs> okay, it's the one's recent. I think you know what it is. I was at a, <laughs> a wedding and um, my husband was accompanying me at this wedding and it was a beautiful um, wedding mass at the end and we were singing your song, Father, uh, off, yes. Song of Love. And before the song began, my husband looked at me he said, how does... How does the song go again? Oh, God. And I'm whispering. I'm like, start the song.
1: Just
0: <laughs> sort it out. And he starts it in the, wrong, the key. wrong key. And it started fine. Like, I was singing along and Uh-oh. then it got to the next part. <laughs> and I knew it was going <laughs> to be. a real high song. It yeah. was going to be Chipmunk. Oh. And my husband's la- laughing. I couldn't look at him. Otherwise, I would have lost it. But I was sweating. I was so embarrassed. But no one would have known, right? No,
1: exactly. And then, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. at least you have one up on on. Your husband, just So oh. every, the next time I said I've got he's like done 50 something mistakes <laughs>
0: wrong. at gigs now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I never embarrass myself because I'm perfect. I'm perfect. So <laughs> yeah, you yeah I can't cool. relate, guys. Sorry.
1: <laughs> but it's true. Maybe you're like me. I just, I'm, I mean, not to, I've had several embarrassing moments, but not recently. I don't know. I, yeah. I, don't I
2: think I'm, I'm definitely dopey. I do silly things and that's a definitely just a, a normal characteristic of my life. But yeah. But we'd love know. to
0: hear your embarrassing moments. Maybe uh, <laughs> yes. send yes, us we a we comment would. so that
2: <laughs> to make us we feel can feel a little bit ourselves. better.
1: <laughs> you, you have to say they can text, not texting. they can email us or comment to your embarrassing moments. Let's do it. But um, <laughs> yeah, so just again, this podcast, I'm so grateful for our ministry partners that make it possible. Yes. Just a little word from them.
2: This production would not be possible without the support of our FRG ministry partners and donors. Your ongoing support ensures that our online masses, online courses, podcasts, TV programs, school, youth and parish outreaches continue to reach millions of people across the world. Please prayerfully consider giving a one-off donation. Or becoming an ongoing ministry partner? And join us in our mission to share the love of Jesus and His message of hope to the ends of the earth. Find out more at frgministry.com slash donate.
1: Okay, so um, I think what we'll do is we're going to read, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, we're going to reflect on the second reading, which is a beautiful reading. Just a note before we begin this reading. The Gospels, the first readings, the second readings, all of the readings, the Church chooses meticulously. It doesn't choose it haphazardly. Every one of the readings is chosen to take us on a journey towards the love of God. At the moment, we're in Lent. So again, see, even as I read this, as I reflect on this, just think about how this connects with your your own Lenten journey. So this is taken from 1 Corinthians Chapter 10, verses 1 to 6, and verses 10 to 12. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate of the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them and that rock was Christ nevertheless God was not pleased with most of them their bodies were scattered in the wilderness now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did and do not grumble or uh, as some of them did and were killed in the uh, sorry and were killed by a destroying angel these things happen so to them as an ex- as examples that were written down and warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come so if you think you are standing firm be careful that you do not fall
0: Oh man, I really enjoyed preparing for this reading. Um, So basically a little bit of context. This is a warning to the Corinthians against the devastating effects of idolatry. So Mm. what Paul's doing here is he's using this central act in the history of Israel, the Exodus, to show the Corinthians that they're kind of on their way to falling into the same sins as the Israelites were. So even after being delivered um, from slavery and fed in the desert by the manna, like they still... Like, like they saw these amazing works of God right before their eyes and they still worshipped idols. And so Paul's basically warning the Corinthians, hey, check yourselves, make sure you guys aren't falling into the same stuff too.
1: And I think if you look at the sins that they committed at the time of Moses, the sins they committed at the time of the Corinthians and the sins that the church, and I say this not lightly, the church commits today as, as a church, not as an institution, but as, as a people of God they're pretty much the same four things that we fall into today. For example, the first one is idolatry. I have my phone right next to me. How much time you can check on your phone? How m- how long you've spent on your phone? You know, sometimes four, five, six hours a day, mm-hmm. and it becomes a form of idolatry. The second thing is fornica- fornication. And last, you know, the the epidemic the p- of 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 pornography, the the the, the sort of desensitization of, of, of lust uh, and sex as well. The third thing is putting the God to the test and say, ah, that's okay, God will forgive me. Mm-hmm. I'll go to confession. And the fourth thing is the grumbling and gossiping. And so these are like how unoriginal, if you think about it, the devil is. Mm-hmm. Always the same things that we, we fall into. And that St. Paul was warning the, the Corinthians about.
2: Yeah, I think um, the line that stood out to me was towards the end. Like, if you think you're standing firm, <laughs> basically, yeah. w- watch yourself. And it's sort of what what you were alluding to as well. Um, yeah, I think he's sort of exhorting the Corinthians in in. The same way that he would, like, he could say exactly the same thing to us as you're saying. And it's a very humbling reminder. Like, And scripture always tells us, like, just because you're Christian, it doesn't mean you magically become this untouchable with a beautiful magical bubble around you where you just float through the world and nothing affects you anymore, you know. Um, in fact, it's the opposite. Um, it's your christian despite your humanity yes. in your humanity you you bring that into your christianity and christianity becomes a loving relationship of choice yes. y- you now have a choice to choose between those things in the world so yeah math in matthew twenty six forty one, it says watch and pray so that you do not fall into temptation it's, mm. it's still going to be there
1: because uh, not only be there but it's I think it, we have to think of things as in as personalized. Once when I, uh, I was at university, we studied demonology. Okay, so that was one of our mm-hmm. courses, studying demonology, exorcism, and what it was called. The title of the the course was called the personification of evil. So we have to understand that the devil also is a person. The devil is also in this world like a roaring lion waiting for someone to devour. And we, he wants to devour Christians first and foremost because we are the ones causing the most damage in the kingdom of God. But with the tr- in the, the kingdom of God the, is bringing about the most damage to his kingdom. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he's going to be prowling around for us. So as Christians, if you are Christians, people say, look, since I followed Jesus, everything seems to have become more <laughs> difficult. Well, yes, welcome to the party. It is because the devil is there, but not that you should be afraid because you have even more strength. But this is why we need to pray more. This is why we need to stay closer to Jesus because we'll fall off us la- like the water of a duck's back yes. if we're able to plant ourselves yes. in Christ.
2: And we've said this before um, in previous seasons, but I think sometimes we we do a real disservice to particularly those who are new to the faith. Of course, knowing Jesus is the single most great thing that you'll ever do it will change your life it will change how you see everything and 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 your peace and your sense of of joy but i i also recall you once saying the day that you say yes to jesus is the day the battle begins exactly and and it's it's really without you know i never want to lead a life um motivated by fear always loving christ who overcomes fear but we need to take up arms, you know, you need to be on guard, like don't be overconfident, like don't yes. fool yourself. Like the same temptations that were there before you were Christian, just like the Corinthians are going to be there after you're Christian. Yes. And, and you really have to fight. Like your ability to choose becomes ever more important. Um, yeah. Once you know and love Jesus.
0: Yeah. And I suppose we're in this season of Lent. And so we're all having a little bit of extra focus on praying more. Fasting, more, um, almsgiving—the third thing, um—and but so we're probably because we are trying to get closer to God, right? The devil is going to try and tempt us Absolutely. even more, but this forty days—it's a real time for us to kind of capture him in the act and be like hey no like let's yeah. fight these temptations yeah. yes
1: and fight the mediocrity as well also uh, the, the the slow fade that we talked about last time mm-hmm. you know that we uh, it's so easy to fade it's and, and lent is the time for us to say hey let's get back up mm-hmm. let's climb back up the mountain and this again is what saint paul is talking about he's talking about these corinthians that have experienced the incredible presence of god the incre- incredible Experience of what Moses. In fact, w- what it, we used the word as well last week, baptize, baptizing, and the last two weeks, it, they were literally immersed, baptized uh, uh, in in the experience of Moses. So they not only they were covered under his anointing, and this is what happens even today that people when they stay around and they are around anointed people, they almost receive the same anointing. They're received. covered by that same anointing to go out and do the the, the same mission work. And this is what happened with the, the people around Moses. They got to experience, because Moses got to experience, they got to experience the cloud of the presence of God. They got to experience the pillar of fire, again of the presence of God in times of darkness. God provides for our every need. But yet, even though they experienced all of this, the manna, they drank from the rock, yet... They sinned. They were living in sin anyway, and this—the question I ask—is like: just because you follow Jesus, just because you are even in the anointing of God, doesn't mean that your heart is in the right place. I—I mm-hmm. I have an example of this. If you, I, I'm sorry, I'm just—I'm talking a lot, but uh, a few <laughs> okay. years ago. When I when I was um, seventeen years old, that's like five years ago. Oh yeah. And um, <laughs> I uh, I w- was invited to by an international television evangelist to go to Anaheim, California, and he was giving this preach like this incredible service. And I'm telling you, if I tell you that people were converted, I saw people walking out of wheelchairs. I saw like just absolutely you walked into this anaheim convention center where i now speak um very often uh, i walked into this place and i just couldn't move with the presence of god and this guy was just so amazing but then after he invited me out for dinner with him like him and his crew and i'm telling you we walked into this restaurant and he he had these huge russian bodybuilders as his security and literally they were pushing the uh, restaurant staff out of the way Um, for for this television evangelist. And one of the Russian... um, One of their food didn't turn up, you know, with the rest of the order. And so this guy, this huge Russian bodybuilder, weightlifter, goes into the kitchen and literally pins the chef to the wall. And this television evangelist goes in, and I'm thinking, here we go. Uh, He's going to save him. But he, the evangelist, was shouting at the chef, saying, how dare you? We pay you all this money. Why didn't you bring the food out? I'm thinking... How do you reconcile, you know, under the anointing, under the presence of God, mm. and yet uh, it doesn't reflect in your personal life? Mm. And it's the same thing, like that St. Paul was talking about. Yeah. Wow.
2: Well, so um, uh, that calls me to account as well, but it can be disappointing, like especially if you're new to the faith. Maybe you're a bit tired and and your experience of other Christians is that, like it can really... um to be disappointing is to put it mildly, you know, the fact that you carry such weight because you stand, you know, as a representative of Christ, like you have a responsibility when the lights are on and when the lights are off. Exactly. And gosh, thank God it was you, <laughs> you know, that witnessed that. Um, but that can send people away from Christ. Absolutely. Totally. Even people who like not even just new
0: Christians, but people who, you know, might have these misconceptions about what the faith is. Like yeah. I think – we as Christians can be the biggest turn-off to people. And we've said
2: that. We've said that. I think last week week we are the biggest cause of of, um, atheism. Yes,
1: but it's also something to watch out as well. Just because you're seeing God working in your life, just because you're seeing lives changing through you, doesn't mean that your life is changing. doesn't mean that you are on a a path to holiness. You can be seeing lives changed and still be on a path to destruction. And this is what happens in the time of Moses, this is what happened at the time of the Corinthians, and this is what is still happening in the church today. And we've seen it time and time again through the history of the church, the church that has sought power and, and, and pleasure as opposed to the service of others. They're still bringing, drawing people closer to God, but at the end of the day, where's your heart? Uh, you're not going to impress God by your service. You're not going to impress anyone by, by, by your anointing. If you want to impress God, surrender to God, you know, and yeah. ongoing, on an ongoing way. And that I- is really hard. And you and I both know people who have served the Lord and have come to experience the love of the Lord and now no longer serve the Lord, have sort of faded away as we talked about the slow fade and <laughs> yeah. black and white turns to grey.
2: Yeah, I think it's also just in a, in a sad way, it's just um, important for us to be able to be aware of that. Because, you know, don't let that shock you. Like it really is a choice and you Mm. have the freedom to walk away just as much as you had a freedom to choose Jesus. And I think it is devastating to see your brothers and sisters walk away and go through difficulty. But, you know, don't take your eyes off off, off the prize, off Jesus, the truth that you know. Um, Kind of use that to fight harder, to love harder, you know. Um, Yeah, because it's a reality. It's a reality.
0: Yeah, and I think just to reiterate that a little bit more, it's not just a one-time decision like, oh, I'm a Catholic, I'm g- giving my life to Jesus. It's a daily decision, exactly. and we need to be examining ourselves every single day, every moment of every day, really.
1: it's yeah. like, a, And also you, you do like a, a, a spring cleaning as well, mm-hmm. you know, and this is again what coming back to Lent, this is what it is, uh, time to reassess the year, and this is why I'm so convinced that we as Christians should be keeping a journal, mm-hmm, because yeah. a prayer journal... Because once we do that, we can assess the year. At the time of Lent, I look through my journal I think, okay, Jesus, let me read my readings. I don't need to read everything, but let me just take one reading a month and see where I've journeyed with you this last year. Have I grown or have I faded? Have I lost enthusiasm or have I grown in love for you, in, in verve for you? And so this is where Lent is a time and we climb again. And it's a time where we pray, we fast, and we think, okay, this is the spiritual boot camp for me to get back into spiritual shape. It's, it's not, a a <laughs> it's not a time for us to to lose those extra calories. <laughs> it's not about the body. Uh, it, this really is Lent. Is about the soul. Yeah.
0: yeah, I said at the beginning that I had a really great time preparing for this, and I figured I was like, oh. If I'm interested in this, I'm sure there are some other people who are interested in this. I learned a new word this week. It's called typology and it talks about, so this reading is like a typological, am I saying that right, interpretation of the Exodus. So typology is when there's um, people, things and events in the history of salvation that kind of prefigure um, God's future plan for, that that culminates in Jesus really. So another way of putting it, it's like understanding Old Testament events and people as prefigurements of New Testament mm. realities. And in this reading, there is heaps of that. Mm-hmm. So um, the cloud, Father Rob, you said before, it's like the presence of God and it... Um, Okay, Alyssa's lost two points. <laughs> then we go back just to just every single time, right?
2: She loves the notes.
0: Oh. <laughs> One day I will do this without notes. I'm But I'll,
1: well, I'll interject here. The uh, cloud we reenact that every time we do incense and we complain, we cough and we think, oh, this is incense. I but love this the is smell
0: of incense. I feel like it helps me pray so much more.
1: Yes, yes, uh, me too. Okay, and uh, I, I can't get enough of incense. But uh, d- it's funny that people start coughing even before <laughs> the incense is put in. So, but it it shouldn't make you cough because it's not smoke. But anyway, um, they—that is—we're bringing back that uh, Old Testament um, figure of the cloud rising up to heaven. Yeah, yeah, and so
2: beautiful.
0: I figured out what I was going to say: the cloud in the Old Testament, the presence of God, that kind of prefigures the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. And so, we as Christians, we receive the Holy Spirit at baptism. The other thing in the Old Testament is the sea. So when the Israelites part, like the they cross the Red Sea, that kind of prefigures our baptism. And so when the mm. Israelites cross the sea to their freedom, we escape sin and death through the waters of baptism. Yeah. It says in this reading, it, this is all in like the first verse. It's like crazy. It says they were baptized into Moses. That prefigures our baptism into Christ. And so the Israelites, they only escaped Egypt being united to Moses. So with us, We're only saved when we're united to Christ. Yes. Um, Spiritual food, so the manna in the Old Testament, that prefigures the Eucharist. It was a gift. It wasn't made from human hands. It literally, like, it was a gift from God. Um, And we get that as well with the Eucharist. And the spiritual drink, so when Moses struck that rock, the water flowed out from it um, and... Listen. There's a theme. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. You can. I do can it. do it. But I this is so it. true. This is so beautiful. <laughs> Each
1: time, even in the Gospels, when we're reflecting on the Gospels, it was always that the the it was not an end in itself. The Old Testament always prefigures the reality of the New Testament, and it was intentional. It, through the economy of salvation, God showed that hey, I'm preparing you for something bigger, something greater, always in Christ.
0: Yeah. And there's only one more. Um, mm. The spiritual rock that followed the Israelites. The rabbis always wondered for a whole number of years, like how did how did they have water for forty years, right? And so they kind of concluded that the rock moved with them, like it moved through space. And then whenever they needed water, Moses would chuck the rock, and it would it would come out. And then I guess that prefigures Jesus in the New Testament. Jesus was the rock, and and that rock followed them through time. Mm. I just feel like that's amazing. It is amazing. Love it.
1: And it's always, again, that that's why Christ is the center, the center of all of Scripture. And so it begins and ends in Jesus Christ. And that's why we don't need to add any more Scripture. That is why the Bible is closed, in a sense, because it has totally been fulfilled in Christ. And then there's the interpretation of Revelation, where we have to live out our practice of faith, and that's where we see the acts of the apostles. Anyway, that's for another for another time for another <laughs> podcast. But this again, this is um, we need to pre- prepare ourselves, brace ourselves for being in Christ. And when we are in Christ, the Saint Paul is saying that there's going to be temptation. There's going to be temptation to walk away. Going to be a temptation to um, to move away from Christ. But always remember, by the power of grace, there's always a way out of temptation. Mm-hmm. Just because you're tempted doesn't mean you have to give into it. And again, St. Paul telling us this. This Catholic Influencers podcast is sponsored by Modern Grace. Modern Grace is a unique online Catholic gift store with a beautiful faith-inspired collection of gifts and homewares to bring into your life and to share with your family, friends and faith-filled community.
0: Stocking everything from liturgical planners, rosaries, inspiring reads, sacramental gifts, Catholic homewares, a children's collection of toys, wraps and teethers, and FRG ministry merchandise
2: and more. Modern Grace introduces Catholic gifts which add value to your faith life for any occasion. Discounts available for stocking church piety stores, conferences and events. Just contact us online for more information.
1: So check out their range at moderngrace.com.au and follow them on Facebook and Instagram.
0: All right. Before we go into that reality check, just really quickly with Modern Grace, we have a new Catholic Influences journal. And if you would like to get your hands on that journal at a discounted rate, you can head to the Modern Grace store, moderngrace.com.au, and you can enter the code journal10. I just love pressing the buttons. (laughs) I do. But moving to the reality check, going to church doesn't make you christian is what we're going to discuss today yes does going to church make you a does, christian yes does, that's do you know what would what be really, really good said. right now
2: what a punch <laughs> sound effect it. <laughs> i will do it. Do, it.
1: do it i'll do it for the next time. one <laughs>
2: does going to church doesn't make you a christian it's a bit of a spicy one i feel like every single one.
1: i think we need to start off with that quote there's a there's a quote
2: and we all three of us <laughs> so funny guys quote. like we we all said,
0: oh, we've got this great quote for this reality check and it was all exactly the same one.
2: <laughs> I thought I was so um, wise by finding <laughs> this well, <point. laughs>
0: All right, great minds think alike, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> Who said it? Billy. Sunday? Yeah, Billy? Bill, I was going to say Billy Billie Holiday. Eilish. Billy is the, s- the holiday, is the singer. Billy Eilish is the singer. Billy Sunday. Yeah. Okay, Sunday. thank you. The quote is, going to church doesn't make you a Christian just like sitting in a garage doesn't make you a car. Wow. From from
1: yeah there you go <laughs> we used to have this skit that we used to uh, play um we, like in the middle of a prayer meeting our prayer meeting and someone used to start to come out like in the middle of a moment of silence and they'd start making this uh, um, a real loud noise of chickens and they'd scream and everyone would look around thinking what happening. And the person making this noise, all of a sudden about 10 of our young, the youth, would go and pretend to be chickens and go to the to the leader at the front and say and the leader would say, what are you doing? And we'd say, we's chickens! and he'd say wow. <laughs> well, the things I used to do <laughs> but he'd say why are you chickens why do you think you're chickens he said we've been cooped up in here for so long we must be chickens <laughs> and then th- we'd do it again with the sheep co- quiet and down he says go back to your place and then we'd start making noise like sheep <laughs> and walk up to the and he said now what and he said sort of we'd say we've been following you for so long we must be sheep <laughs> anyway the conclusion was that just w- uh, we've been coming to church so long we must must be christian Mm. and just because you've been following someone for so long doesn't make you a sheep just because you've been cooped up in a place for so long doesn't make you a chicken just uh, because you've been in a garage doesn't make you a car Mm -hmm. and so what makes you a christian that's that that, yeah let's talk about the first
0: thing we need to preface though is that we shouldn't be judging people's hearts Mm -hmm. right like we shouldn't be looking around at church and being like "Oh, these people are all in church that person's a christian oh but no Look at what they're doing outside. Like yeah. I think we just – this is more like a wake-up call for ourselves, right?
2: Yes, yes. And if you sort of – if this quote for this week's reality check was a bit of clickbait to you, well, that was the point because um, I think there are a few different lenses through which you can you really um, interpret this. And sadly, I think there's a real judgmental tone, can be a real judgmental tone to this. And that's not our intention because the first thing that we kind of said as we were discussing this is you can't assume – that people are or aren't a Christian just because they're in church. I, in the same way that I would hate for any of our listeners to assume that I was an amazing Catholic or Christian mm-hmm. just because I'm a co-host on the Catholic Influences podcast. Please don't assume that of me. Mm-hmm. Don't put me on that pedestal because I will let you down. Yes, but and also you don't yeah, know yeah. me. You don't know my heart, and I don't know yours.
1: Yes, and and I think this is a beautiful reality, um, to to recognize, but also at the same time. Um, got our, as I said, you know, like our anointing, it should cause us to live a life of holiness. You know, even the fact that so many people think they know Father Rob. You know, they they think they know wh- who I am, and I got a message from from <laughs> um my mom sent me a message she forwarded me a message of someone who's in hospital and you say they said can you please let saint father rob (laughs) (laughs) know that i sold it to janine and she just laughed (laughs) that's my assistant and even my mom laughed and uh, like they know i'm not perfect people but sometimes people think but at the same time that should make me reflect and think jesus please let me live up to that understanding. Let me yeah. really I want to be your saint. Yeah. And yeah. should drive us to 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 do that.
2: Yeah. I um I found some really cool um, quotes from Pope Francis and I really respect him um because he really he puts his head out. He puts mm. his, you know, life on the line sometimes by really calling us to account like a real father would. Um, and he posed a really good question that I think we can pose in response to this this sort of clickbait that mm. we've put put out. And, and he said, ask yourself if going to Mass helps you reach out to the suffering or am I indifferent or am I gossiping? Did you see how that one's dressed? Sometimes people actually do that after Mass. And I think what he's saying there is, is just simply, does it change you? And going yeah. to Mass, going to church, it should change you. Will it happen magically? No. Will it happen to you? No. It happens in relationship with you you got to respond to being the invitation to be transformed you have to respond while you're sitting in the pew to the invitation to to grow into becoming a fuller version of of, of the christian that god calls you to be Mm,
1: and one of the first um crushes i ever had was this singer hillsong singer her name i I don't know if i should mention her name but (laughs) anyway (laughs) She uh, she was the same age as me and she um, you're going to find out <laughs> when you I mention the song.
0: That, uh. Oh, I got the song.
1: Um, but uh, the song that she was singing, she used to say this, I say on Sunday how much I want revival, but then on Monday, I can't even find my Bible. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the name of the song. And it's just, I- it's so true that we speak, we, we proclaim Jesus on Sunday, but then how are we living out the, the gospel? The effects of what we received during Mass on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll be honest with you, Mass can be life-changing but it is not necessarily so and the reason why it isn't for so many people is because we don't actually understand what is happening at mass Mm -hmm. how life-changing it is and this is why we did this this is a plug for our online mass
0: course i was just gonna say like gosh if people knew what the mass was like and how life-changing it could be What's that quote by Padre Pio? If, if people actually understood there'd be like traffic lights at the door or something like that. Yes. And it, this makes me really think of a lot of um, cultural Catholics. We see this in a lot of European um, families, European immigrants in Australia. I know I kind of come from a background with that as well where it's they, they don't really go to church on Sundays. They're amazing people. I love them so much, right? But they just go to mass kind of at Christmas and that's it. Like, oh, I'm a Christian because I went to mass at Christmas. But they don't know the power Call it Old the hatch, right?
1: H- hatch, match, and dispatch.
0: Yes, hatch, so match, and dispatch. So married, <laughs>
1: um, baptism, hatch. Bat-
0: okay, yes. Match, match, get married, and dispatch and funeral.
1: Funeral. Those <laughs> are the <laughs> only three times. <laughs> I so think, I like,
0: like <laughs> you know, how how they don't know, and like, ha- but Justine, I think you brought this up when we were talking before. I just gave away our conversation. <laughs> um, how will they know if we don't tell them?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: I have a soft spot for those people. Yeah, Like, no part of – and I, I'm i I'm so imperfect and I definitely can judge. Don't get me wrong. But I actually have a soft spot for them, like, particularly at Christmas and Easter. Like, I just want to, like, go up to all of them and, like, hello, like, how are you? And just make mm. them feel so, so warm and so welcome and, and so, like, this is your home because – they don't know scripture says it like um yeah how will they know if no one speaks it to them and they've probably gone to catholic school and had a really sterile flat 2d um you know education in catholicism and and that's that's not going to inspire anyone yes. towards a, an openness towards a, the real person of jesus and um yeah going off track but <laughs> oh, this is the
1: reality is that uh, rather than looking and judging. I, I look at and think, okay, what am I doing at this mass? What am I doing to yeah. make sure that they feel that there's something more than something cultural, something beautiful yeah. yeah. to be here? What am I doing to make them feel more welcome? That yes. there is something life changing here. When yes. they look at me, do they see me in love with the Eucharist, with love, in love with people? And that's what I. that's the question i ask yeah Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and it it, like i literally had a conversation with someone two days ago and it sounds so silly it sounds like the most cheesy example that people always say but literally he'd been going to this church community it was really dry experience for him to go to mass there and um just last weekend he couldn't make it to another mass He had to go back to this mass um and a lady said hello to him Mm. and actually said it like she cared and actually went out of her way. And he said he spent the 15 minutes walking home reflecting on the fact that no one had ever welcomed him there, but she did. Like it sounds so cheesy and it's such a cliche example. Yes. But, oh, but it makes an absolute difference. I've yeah. had an experience
0: as well where like I've been to parishes where they're not really welcoming and it's like, oh, I don't really
2: want to go back there. It, ma- it totally
0: makes a difference. Yeah. Yes.
2: Even so. just personally though, like how can we let our experience of going to church on Sunday change us? Like literally taking notes. Like I can sometimes Mm -hmm. glaze through the reading of the homily and be like, what was the homily? Yes, you know, or um, the the reading as well. But take notes. Take your Bible to church. Like read from that. Don't read or the missal. Yeah, yeah, as well. Like the, for the same it. translation. Yeah, well. and and take it home and take it into your prayer the next day and, yes. and yeah. let it change you. Take it out of the walls of the building and let Jesus come with you. I think is is a really practical way to do it.
1: Exactly. And listen to this podcast, so <laughs> you'll be more <laughs> equipped and prepared. <laughs> but uh, this is it. Does going to church make you a Christian? Well. The question I would rephrase it is, are we making Christians out of people who come to church? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like this that. is the thing, you know? Are we <laughs> 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 it's the in punch. The face down <laughs> that we don't have? <laughs> <laughs> but it, this is it. Uh, are we are we making a difference? So that's the question we ask. Um, what difference are you making to that person who's come to uh, throw, uh, for a hatch match or dispatch? How are we um, um reaching out to them to become more and more like Jesus? So Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We're blessed, so blessed, humbled to be able to serve you in this way, to talk with you about the upcoming readings. We want you to be in touch with us. Also, please review this podcast if you are able to go to... Um, Alyssa, how, how can they review yeah, the podcast? If you go
0: on Apple Podcasts and you leave us a five-star rating with a pretty comment, it would, we would super appreciate it. It helps us to get this message get the podcast out to other people if you want a really great way of sharing your faith you can do it like that so that we can reach others and bring them into a relationship with Share God
1: with us your embarrassing moments yes. on social media <laughs> at Catholic Influencers underscore on Instagram mm-hmm.
0: Catholic Influencers on Facebook at Catholic Influencers on Twitter everything podcast is at Ministry.com forward slash podcast and Justine you're going to do that next week <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, thank you so much God bless you we love you and we'll see you you'll hear from us again next week
2: Peace out.